0: Friends, thanks so much for joining us for another episode of the Inner Revolution Podcast. Today we're going to have some dynamic thoughts from diverse speakers with a biblical viewpoint. Feel free to stick around and prepare to be blessed. Thanks for taking the time to join me today uh, with another episode of the Inner Revolution Podcast. And I'm flying solo today with a few thoughts about who do you trust? But before I get into that, I just want to remind us that this coming Sunday, November 8th, at 3 p.m., we're going to be doing a book review on my new book, Beautifully Broken. really want to encourage you to take some time out, join us on Facebook Live, and uh, just, just kind of discover the beauty of brokenness. I'm sure all of us have a story where God's brought us really beyond what we could think that we could handle And in our disappointments, in our agony or anguish, God shows himself in a personal way. So this Sunday, 3 o'clock, you can check us out. The URL is uh, tinyurl.com forward slash grace trophy. uh, Or just check out the uh, IR podcast on Facebook. We'll definitely get you a link to... uh, this uh, this event on Sunday this coming the eighth at three p.m. But yeah, I just want to say thank you to the last podcast. Really got a lot of a uh, lot of likes, a lot of attention on the broken altar. So we're going to continue that thought uh, from my book, beautifully broken. But but think about it today. We're in a uh, really a charged atmosphere. The elections on Tuesday. There's a lot of anxiety a lot of fear, a lot of panic, a lot of inflamed talking. Even among Christians, I've been very surprised. I guess I shouldn't say I've been surprised, but I've been grieved actually just in the communication that, that uh, people just throwing rocks at each other and being very unkind. And uh, it's definitely, uh, you know, regretful to hear what's being said. But, you know, God is in it. God is in everything and and the outcome of Tuesday uh, God will still be on the throne and ultimately he is uh, his plan will stand and so today I really just want to share just a few heart-to-heart thoughts about who do you trust because you know who we put our faith in who we hope in or what we hope in if it's of this world it'll pass away if we put our hope in money Proverbs chapter 23, verse 5 says that money eventually will grow wings and fly away. Uh, you know, maybe our hope is in people. And I'm sure we all could say, unfortunately, that people fail us. And uh, so our hope in people, or maybe our hope's in ourself. And that's really the, uh, the definition of disappointment, isn't it? When our hope is in the wrong place, when our hope is in something that we understand or we can control or we believe we have the outcome of but God says I want you to trust in me I want you to put your hope rely depend lean on and uh, really uh, trust in me and uh, here's some just some great verses just to encourage our hearts today because again uh, who do you put your trust in because uh, a person a government a uh, you know no matter what job we may have or health we may have it's anything good in our life is from God, but our hope is in him, and when our hope is in him, then we really discover uh again what his plan is so think of these verses with me as we are learning to uh, to hope in him because think of it the grass. Will fade. I mean, the grass will wither, the flower will fade, but the word of God stands forever in Isaiah 40, verse 8. Think about that. The grass withers, the flower fades. There's a, there's a time is not a renewable resource, if we could say it like that. Time, everything is uh, degenerating or uh, decomposing to some regard. And uh, there's a prime, of course, that we all enjoy. But God is saying, you can trust me. I never fade. I never diminish. Uh, I never get weak. I never will lose my power. And so when we're thinking again about really depending and trusting on the Lord, it's really hard as believers because, you know, we want to trust ourselves. that the humanist puts his trust in himself. And he... Uh, underestimates God and overestimates himself and uh, time and time again we see God in a gracious way abasing man abasing man's plans uh, and lifting up his own plan well I love this in Psalm 28 verse 7 the Lord is my strength and my shield in him my heart trusts and I am helped my heart exalts and with my song I give thanks to him this is really a decision he becomes our high tower he becomes our refuge he becomes clearer and clearer our only hope in Psalm 73 25 and who am I in heaven but thee who do I have in heaven but you and this is what Psalm goes on to say Uh, David goes on to say in Psalm 62 8 trust in him at all times O people Pour out your heart before Him. God is a refuge for us. More and more, we put our trust in things that uh, that we think are going to benefit us. I mean, I think about camping out out in the great outdoors, and we hear noises. Maybe I remember a certain camping trip where I heard a lot of noise, and I just thought, "Wow, just this very thin piece of plastic is keeping me from the elements." And, you know, I just really began to pray. I thought, Lord, my hope is not in anything that I have or anything that I think that could defend me. But my hope and trust is in you. And you know what? When when our hope is in him, he will not disappoint. If our hope is in anything else, we will be disappointed. Well, uh, I love this in Psalm 20, verse 7, really says it well. Some trust in chariots. In some in horses, okay? But we trust in the name of the Lord our God. Again, chariots of war, maybe military strength, maybe strategy, maybe experience. Some even trust in horses, you know, an amazingly powerful animal. Uh, I remember sitting on one of those in upstate New York and uh, just thinking this animal is absolutely powerful. And he just gives and exudes that as you, are there on him and and riding in the country but but our our hope is not in human power our hope is not in human uh, cleverness or ingenuity our hope our trust our reliance uh, we are uh, depending a radical reliance on Christ now this doesn't happen uh, naturally speaking you know uh, we have to think about who Jesus is. We have to remember his, uh, his faithful track record. We have to look beyond and see uh, his continued faithfulness from generation to generation. I remember driving this week and seeing on a sign uh, from, on a school, it just said this in just two words. It just said this on the billboard. It said, see beyond. That's all it said see beyond and i didn't really know the context of what it was but you know in divine context that's exactly how we cultivate trusting and putting our hope in the right place to see beyond the now and really think about what is coming you know maybe a fisherman's out at sea and his trust is in his equipment maybe his trust is in his boat Maybe his trust is in the years of experience uh, in, the, in, uh, in, in the comings and goings in, in the sea. But when a storm comes, yes, there might be preparation. Yes, there might be preparation. Uh, but his trust is in The Lord, think about it, the God of the sea. (laughs) There's no way to control the sea, but there is a way to talk to the God of the sea. Some trust, you know, some have trust in so many different things, but you know what? The one thing that will keep us in these days, no matter how things turn out, we don't know the future, but we know who holds our future. And we have confidence, confidence in him. In Isaiah twenty six four, it says, "Trust in the Lord forever, for the Lord God is an everlasting rock." You know, think about that in our lives. You know, uh, we rejoice in the good times. In Philippians four four, and some people say, "Oh, the days of old were so much better than the days of now." You know, we see that, and and sometimes our hope is maybe uh, downcast. Because uh, we are disappointed or somehow regretting uh, the way things are turned out, and you know regret is one of those things that we have to really discipline we have to really discipline our disappointments, as one author said, because as regret comes in, maybe uh, things have not turned out the way we hoped maybe uh, we maybe the devil will he is so good at trying to uh, have us think about alternative Ways that our lives could have turned out and and get us all wrapped up in scenarios that are so subjective. And God is saying, we have no regret if we put our hope in the Lord. We have no disappointments uh, that control our lives. If we continue to have our expectation in the Lord in Psalm 62.5. So in these days, to be effective and to be encouraged and to be uh, ones that think with God, uh, we have to understand what is it that God is doing in our lives personally in these last days. You know, again, there's so much uncertainty. Uh, many are fearing the second wave of the, of the pandemic, and God is allowing this, and we have to respect and have the right attitude towards God. You know, because it's easy. I know with me, I mean, there's so many things that get under my skin with this new normal, and. And just even hearing about these uh you know these stipulations and the and the the manipulations and the control that has really crowded our lives these days. But if we focus on that alone, we can really lose hope. We can put our hope maybe uh you know in things that are temporal or man's best guess. You know, uh I, I saw this mask recently on this someone had this writing on a mask, and I liked it it said it says this mask covers but Jesus saves isn't that good this this mask covers but Jesus saves and i and i thought to myself that is the right perspective because what is god teaching us in these days and that's really the question we need to be asking ourselves lord you've allowed this chaos and maybe it's just the beginning of the chaos, but what are you allowing or what is your purpose or what are you trying to teach your people uh, in these days? And I wrote down a couple of things that I think will help us uh, because really our provision is to trust in the Lord forever. Uh, Psalm 56, 3, it says, when I'm afraid, I put my trust in the Lord. You know, we even have... Uh, trouble trusting people, you know, putting our own faith in things we can see. How on earth can we trust the things we can't see? Well, that is what faith is all about. It's the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not yet seen. It is having an expectation that God is working and something good is going to happen. So what is God teaching us in these days or what is God wanting us to catch in these days? I really think just a couple practical things is, number one, to think with him, to really think with him, to open our Bibles, to get on our knees, to be quiet before him, to think with him. Lord, how are you thinking about the pandemic? How are you thinking about the condition of the church today? How are you thinking about the attitude and the raging of the nations? And you know what, when we we really slow it down and think we can really see the confusion that the devil has uh, done so well to uh, to unleash. But for the believer, when we think with God, when we get God's mind and God's attitude and God's value system, God's mood, uh, you know, I think of, you know, when Jesus was nearing the uh, the town of Jerusalem, city of Jerusalem, and he wept and he just wept and it's like, why was Jesus weeping over the nation? It's because they did not discern his visitation. They were so busy in their own idolatry, their own sales, their own uh, their own busyness, their own lives. And what happened? They missed his visitation. And that's what really broke his heart. Like he gave an illustration there in the book of John that he wishes that he could gather them like a mother hen would do with her chicks but they would have nothing to do with him. You know, the second thing I think that the Lord is teaching us is to go deeper with him. You know, uh, it's so easy to have things get under our skin because, again, we're trying to control the outcome of things. And and by the way, that might sound uh, paradoxical. Like, yes, we should be changing our world. And yes, we should be uh, fighting against injustices. And yes, we should be demonstrating against those things that are evil. And, and, you know, absolutely, there's a balance there. But ultimately, going deeper with God means that, Lord, I'm not here to control the outcome. I'm here to know you. I'm here to learn you. I'm here to receive from you. And the influence of that will change uh, the ones around us. And uh, you know, it first starts with a change inside of our own lives, and then it overflows to other people. We go deeper. We go deeper, just like the underground Christians in in Russia. I remember reading about them in the in the 70s and 80s, and they uh, had great persecution. Great persecution. They would ha- uh, hide in the trees and the forests, and they would they'd uh, be hidden in these basements, and they'd have these services and and uh, they were very uh, secretive. Why? Because it was illegal to meet. It was uh, against the law to, um, to gather and open the Bible. And they prospered in those times spiritually, but physically they did not prosper. Uh, I think even in communist China, you know, uh, just ga- gathering together. And, and I've attended these meetings where there'd be these worship services and there'd be no music. People would be simply lip syncing and worshiping God without words, without sounds, but their hearts and their hands were raised to heaven. And I observed one of these meetings, or actually several of these meetings, and the underground church and the underground libraries and the underground networks of people, and in persecution, in times of trouble, Uh, the real Christians, the remnants, they prosper, they flourish. Why? Because they've gone deeper with God. They are deeper than anything that is uh, what, anything that they're facing. You know, you know, man may be able to take from us uh, our possessions or our, or even our physical health or deprive us from certain privileges, but you know what? No one can take away who Christ is to us. No one can take away what Christ has given. No one can take away what Christ has promised. So to go deeper, to go deeper, to go deeper. Thirdly, I think that God is teaching us to look to him. You know, uh, we have to look to him first before we look to the storm. We have to look to him first before we look at our spouse. We have to look to him first before we look at our boss or look at our job or even look at our life. You know, it's interesting, um, Job's wife, uh, you know, her famous four words, curse God and die. Uh, It's an interesting account because she was looking at the things that are seen. But we see Paul saying, we must look at the things that are unseen because they are eternal. Well, Job's wife says, why hold on to your comforting delusion of a good and omnipotent God? when it's obviously not doing anything. Why not just accept the idea that the world is a cold, dark, meaningless, cruel place, and you and everything you love will die. And nothing matters unless you create your own meaning. And oh wait, that doesn't matter either, because whatever moral code and meaning you will create will die with you. Actually, come to think of it, since nothing has meaning, whether you die now or later, it doesn't matter you might as well curse God and end it now. What happened to uh, Job's wife? Well, she uh, got lost. She got lost in translation. She got lost along the way. And unfortunately that can happen with us where we start to look to other things. We put our hope into other things. And this is where wounds happen. This is where disappointment happens. This is where a disillusionment happens. You know, our pastor, founding pastor, years ago wrote a book called, Are You Married to Your Wounds? And it's an interesting booklet that talks about how that literally we are connected to the the wrong, the injustice, the mistake, or the, the sores, the soul scars that uh, have happened in our life. And we gain our identity from those things. And we look to those things. And we... Have a pity party or we have a shame party or we have a guilt party and they become our identity They become our confession. They become our declaration and Unfortunately, these things take us out because we look to these things. We idolize these things. We lift up these things We delight in these things uh, Because uh, this is what we know But it, it is a grievous thing because God is saying look to me behold me in psalm 17:15 15, uh, behold me look to me know me lastly and this list could be uh gigantic but uh, God is teaching us to hear him in psalm 29 hear him hear him be be one that uh understands that the the still small voice can become a shout that can become a shout you know as the psychic noise of the world and the strife of tongues and the goliaths scream out with their fearful sayings you know david he heard the still small voice and he tapped into power he tapped into promise he tapped into faith he tapped into god's perspective he tapped into an eternal reality he tapped into what god was saying and what god will do and I love what he said to Goliath as he ran to him, outnumbered, outmatched, outgunned, out experienced. David was no match for Goliath, but he came to him in the name of the Lord. Just like we just read in Psalm 20 verse seven. We don't come to you with, we don't trust in horses or chariots, but we come in the name of the Lord. That is where our hope is. And he slew Goliath. Uh, Why? Because he came in the name of the Lord. He did not have his trust like Goliath did in his spear or his or his uh, armament or his um, or just even Saul's armor. As he put it on, he realized this thing doesn't fit. I'm not going to be able to move. I'm not going to have any mobility or agility. But his hope was in the name of the Lord. You know, there's a, there's over a thousand names for God. Do you know any of them? It's a great exercise to do to pray and to think about the names of the Lord, Yahweh, the God who sees, knows, and understands. Uh, Yahweh Jireh, the one who provides. We can go through them one by one. Uh, he's the He's the God, the host of banners. He He is the uh, the angel armies. He's the great uh, victor. There's so much that that uh, we could think about in the name of the Lord, and I just I encourage you. To take some time and really think about the names of the Lord and come, learn, put your hope, focus, concentration, your dependency. Come under the power and authority of his name, his name and his name. So Psalm thirty-two ten says, many are the sorrows of the wicked, but steadfast love surrounds the one who trusts in the Lord. What surrounds the one who trusts the Lord? Steadfast love, steadfast love. Not one word of his promise will fail in 1 Kings 8, 56. He promises rest on every side. Well, you might say, or I may say, I don't feel it. I feel the anxiety, the the, the distress. And I, I would just say, what are you looking at? And who are you listening to? And what are you focusing on? We have to look away and look unto Jesus. That doesn't mean that we're ignorant. That doesn't mean that we're denying what's going on. It doesn't mean we're like, uh, you know, totally living in a, in the uh, twilight zone somewhere. No, no. It means that we, are, we look to God first and then to others. You know why? Because then we'll have wisdom from what we're looking at. Then we'll have wisdom for those things we can't control. Yeah, it's it's really it's really a key in these days to. Uh, to really uh, keep our, our our purpose and our testimony and not fall away, not fall away, not be one of the statistics that uh, leaves an apostasy or has a good excuse why not to do the will of God. Well, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, another great verse familiar to many, but trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Do not lean on your own understandings in all your ways. Acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. You know that that's a good that's a good question. All of my heart. Well, I don't know if I really trust the Lord with everything, but you know what? We can just say, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. Lord, by faith, I'm just going to grab hold of who you are, and trust you with my mind, soul, and spirit, with the the five uh, the five parts of the soul. I want to trust you. I want to speak to you. I want to speak to you, Lord, rather than listen to myself. I want to have that active listening, where we are just uh, committing our way. We are leaning on Him and not leaning on ourselves. Again, this is an active decision, moment by moment. And, and you know what's amazing? Uh, you know, God will show Himself faithful. He will show Himself mighty, and He will show Himself uh, with with a specific wisdom for our lives. Well. As we close today, Psalm 1:12-7, it says, he is not afraid of bad news for his heart is firm, trusting in the Lord. Oh, this is a good verse. He is not afraid of bad news. His heart is firm, trusting in the Lord. Well, Lord help us. We wanna have a firm heart and trusting in you. Bad news, a phone call, a bill in the mail, an email, a text, uh, an event, You know we just saw that uh terrible earthquake in uh in turkey uh in a moment how lives can be turned upside down but you know what god is saying who do you hope in who do you hope in do you hope in something that you can produce are you are you hoping in in something that uh you want to have happen think about this in israel uh, they were wanting Saul. They said, "We want Saul. We want Saul. We don't want a God. We don't want the God of uh, uh, in so many ways. We did not. We did not want a godly God." Uh, and uh, God says, "Okay, give them Saul. Let them just feel the uh, just the the, uh, the effects of a Saul in their life." and the bondage and the selfishness and the uh, judgment. And uh, soon after they, they uh, regretted and they had to have the consequence of their decision, but God was in it. God gave mercy and God uh, was faithful, you know, because bad leaders, that's a judgment from God. That's one of the, the levels of judgment on a nation is bad leadership. So again, Uh, We are just praying for, as we vote our values and trust in the Lord, we know that whatever the outcome is, he will be faithful today, uh, yesterday, today, and forever. It's it's a real beautiful hope that we have. And then you know what? We can share this with other people. And I think uh, as Christians, we need to be vocal. We need to speak to people. We need to take control of our atmosphere, and then to speak out into the atmosphere. How do we do this? We take hold of the promise. We take hold of not our experience, but we take hold of faithful promises of God. Uh, And then we can say the same thing uh, in Psalm 118, verse eight. It says, it is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust man. There it is. Uh, there's so many verses I could give today uh it but that's a good one to close with. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to take trust in man. Well, what is God working in? How is it that we can discipline our disappointments i mean look at joshua uh i mean joseph joseph is also a good example, but joseph he was one who learned to trust God in the uh in the bad situation where Potiphar's wife lies against him he's thrown in jail and he's forgotten about but if you look through Joseph's life God was with him. God was with him. God was with him. Why? He prospered in the jail. He prospered in Potiphar's house. He prospered and became second to Pharaoh. Well uh, Such a important point today is Lord It's more like it's it's we can we can kind of shift from oh my goodness. What is happening? to okay, Lord What are you teaching? What are you showing those that are looking? What are you speaking to those that are listening? Get real quiet and uh, think about these things. Lord, how can I think with you? How do you think about these things? Uh, How can I go deeper with you? How can I have that intimacy and and that real relationship? How can I look to you, look away from myself or look away from the raging sea? you know, how can I hear you in these days? These are important points for us to think about. And uh, God will be faithful. God is able to bring us through. So just to encourage you today, maybe wherever you are, you're in your car, listening uh, to this podcast on your computer. Maybe you're uh, working out in the gym, whatever you're doing. Maybe you're at work. Uh, maybe you're on a break. Maybe um you're just uh, up late, just kind of thinking about things. Just just say to Lord, Lord, I, I don't trust you, but I wanna trust you more. Lord, I am fearful, but I wanna put my trust and fear you. Uh, Lord, I don't know what to say, or I don't know what to do, or I don't know how to think. Lord, show me how to do those things according to your will. And you know what? God will be personal. God will be faithful. And we will praise him. We will praise him. Uh, and uh, he will release our soul out of prison. I love that in Psalm 145. I think it's verse 7. And we will praise him. Why? Because our hope is in the right place. And, you know, maybe things go totally sideways. Maybe things go very differently. Then it's like, okay, God, the greater the need, the greater the provision. Habakkuk 3:17. No matter what goes wrong, God has a demonstration of life power and provision because our God is greater. Our God is able and he will show himself mighty in your behalf. So God bless you today. Hope these thoughts encouraged you and uh, please uh, reach out, drop a comment, check us out on YouTube. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, Again, your comments mean the world to us, and God bless you. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Inner Revolution podcast. Please find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Your feedback is always welcome.